0: CHAPTER 16 Ursula came walking fast across the lawn as I headed down the path away from the dome room. So here you are, she half-whispered, coming to a stop very close to me. How did you do with Bernardo? I glared at her. You must be crazy, I mumbled, letting that guy control your mind. So, she said, what did you agree to? I looked around me to make sure no one was within hearing distance. I told him I'd come back tomorrow, I told her. Oh, yes, wonderful. She moved against me with a full frontal hug. Then, taking my hand, she led me down to the small creek where we'd talked before. No one can monitor us out here, she told me. So tell me, I insisted, just exactly how crazy do you think Bernardo is? ''Oh,'' she said, ''he is absolutely lucid. He's...'' ''Cut the shit, Ursie. You know what I'm asking.'' ''I have no idea about his sanity,'' she said. ''He's in so many ways so far beyond all of us. Well, yes, he does frighten me at times, but what am I to do?'' ''Run like hell,'' I told her. ''Get the fuck out.'' But no one runs from Bernardo, she said. This was made entirely clear before I joined, and everything depends upon his clarity. But recent pressures have become intense. Exactly what pressures? He didn't tell you, she said. This Sunday is the astronomical date of Alejandro's Maya calendar, when the phallus ceremony must be performed. "'Every dimension must be fully in readiness. "'Today I have two more hours of work, "'but first you and I can relax and talk down in my apartment. "'The jarring sound of the helicopter on the other side of the hacienda "'ripped at our ears. "'There goes Bernardo now,' she said, "'and Nate should be flying out with him. "'So please go on down and pour yourself a drink.' I must now finish one short programming. A couple of minutes later, I walked through the back door into the living room and did as suggested, pouring myself a stout gin and tonic like my dad used to do. Trying to calm down after my unexpected encounter with Bernardo, I walked over to a corner that contained a quite detailed architectural model positioned on a big square table. A scaled presentation of a small super city positioned on the other side of the lagoon. Perhaps all that new construction I'd seen earlier was the first phase of Bernardo's vision for developing this side of the lake. A new hot spot for Central American banking, partying, gambling, retiring, you name it. The model represented a pristine city overlooking the lake with two dozen six-to-ten-story edifices, all in the newest design with loads of glass and buffed sheet metal, and lots of unusual curves, obviously well thought through by a corps of world-class architects. I sloshed the ice in my gin and tonic, ruminating on how the ongoing native unrest down here had probably kept development at bay on the lake, but with Bernardo's pacification broadcasts, very soon the natives would, so to speak, be entirely docile. Of course I heard a nasal American voice suddenly saying from behind me, there'll be the usual tidy sprawl of suburbs and green zones all around, a perfect residential and business situation for 80, maybe a 100,000 lucky souls from around the world. No tidal flooding up here. Bernardo dreams big, and he has big money dreaming with him. Hey, I fired back at Nate Wingster. I thought no one was here in the house. Bernardo suggested that I stay lakeside today rather than accompanying him down. You too, I responded, you're close buddies, huh? We're business partners, he clarified. Bernardo has no buddies. You were above just now. Highly interesting to say the least, huh? I've participated in several of the experiments myself. Remarkable results so far. And I have a dozen key players around the world awaiting my report on the next broadcast and now it seems that you've saved your professional ass and worked out a temporary agreement with Bernardo. Word travels fast, I said. Bernardo reports all new developments to me, he said right back. He strolled over to the city model, idly picked up one of the skyscrapers from its place, eyed it from all sides, then put it down. Jack, you and I. As fellow Americans, it's best for us to be working on the same team down here. That all depends on what you're working to accomplish, I countered, still not trusting the guy at all. Bernardo aims to gently nurture peace on earth, and, of course, pad his own nest, as do we all, and now that he's chosen you to play a minor role in his drama. You've personally struck gold. Congratulations. You're going to participate in something far beyond your wildest dreams. My dreams, I told him, usually run in other directions. So I've noticed, he retorted, considering the woman you run with. Ursula, by the way, she'll eat you up. Fine with me, I reposted. Nate's barbs were suddenly showing. You be very cautious what you do down here and who you choose to become enemies with. Fuck up, and you'll get yours fast. I assume, my shot back, that you're now speaking as an operative for the CIA rather than as an embassy official. At this point, he announced, I'm almost entirely independent "'Bernardo runs a clean ship, and you talk bull as usual.' "'Hey,' I said. "'I heard it from the very best of sources.' "'You listen to me,' he muttered. "'I give one nod of my head, and yours rolls. "'Under the surface, I run this show.' "'I didn't like his tone nor his threat, "'and I counter on impulse.' "'Nate, you have absolutely no idea who I myself might be working for, "'and what I'm really up to. "'Perhaps I'm down here specifically to watch your ass.' "'He tossed me a disdainful look. "'Jack, as of this morning I have dossiers "'on your paltry personal and professional life. "'There's the psychedelic guru fucking your ex-wife.' plus intimate notes on your therapy sessions and specifics on the Hopi family you so humanely sponsor up on the reservation, 72 miles northeast of Flagstaff. Not to mention the exact whereabouts of all your cowboy-hick relatives in Ohio and San Luis Obispo. You are entirely full of shit, when you talk about working for anyone except your left-wing Namby-Pamby university. I shrugged my shoulders. You're, of course, right. I'm down here because I got involved way over my head with a Guatemalan woman who's now got Bernardo thinking I'm some kind of reincarnated Mayan dude, which, obviously, I'm not. So, what the hell? I'll do whatever he's asking. All I really want now is to get my bod out of all this. Wingster eyed me a moment, trying to get a read on my new tack. Okay, then, he said. Bernardo says to tolerate you for the time being. So as long as you do what you're told and nothing else, maybe we can get along. You're an American, and this operation is a rank-one situation." Everything's moving as planned, but that Mahalena woman, she must be removed from circulation immediately, otherwise she's dead meat. Help me find her, Jack, before the police do. I give you my professional assurance she won't get hurt. That whole situation over in Santiago, she can set us back months. Well then, I countered, why don't you just go out and get her? "'Hey,' he reacted, "'you're the one fucking her. "'You know she's some kind of local witch with her Mayan invisibility routine. "'But if Bernardo's going to use his brain-zap equipment to mellow the local minds, "'what's the worry with Mahalena?' I asked. "'Everything will be exactly as you want it, "'a bunch of tamed natives with zombie minds. It's what she might do in the next day, he reacted, on levels esoteric and otherwise. That's got us worried. So, you actually believe all that occult stuff, I said? Everyone else down here does, that's the problem. And it's my job, one way or another, to deactivate her. She must be in Bernardo's custody by tomorrow afternoon. Ursula's voice suddenly spoke up behind us. "'Nate,' she said, "'I was assured you were leaving with Bernardo.' "'Something came up,' he said. "'I'm going to Panahachal.' "'Then I suggest you head over there immediately,' she told him. I watched Nate almost retort, then decide not to fight back. He glowered a final warning shot in my direction, then stomped out the front door." Ursula came over to me and gently pressed her feminine curves into slight contact with my front side. "'Nate's just angry,' she said, "'because I'm attracted to you, not to him.' Ursie, I told her honestly, "'I'm heading back over to the hot springs. "'No, please, please, first come upstairs. We need to be alone and talk. There are now things you must know.' Hey, I said, I already know more than I asked for. That's where you're wrong. Come, please. She went on ahead of me, up a flight of carpeted stairs, then sat down on the top step to untie her tennis shoes. Allow me, she said, unlacing my boots. No shoes allowed in my room. Look at those boots. Handmade? Yeah, I said, Durango. My granddad gave them to me. She set my boots on the top stairs very neatly, then led me into her big cozy room, closing the door and locking it. Finally, she murmured, some peace and security. I scan regularly for listening devices. I sat down on the bed. Ursula came and threw her body down on the bed beside me. Uh, Ursi, don't get any big ideas, I told her. Jacques, I shall not bite. And now we can speak openly. I shrugged my interior shoulders and joined her lying flat on my back. And, yeah, it did suddenly feel very good to be here with her, doing nothing but breathing quietly, side by side. It seemed like forever since I'd been with Mahi, supine in the back of the camper. "'You're thinking about her,' Ursula said quietly in my ear. I rolled my head and met her twin blue eyes. She made a sudden move and sat upright, looking down at me. "'Ah, Jacques, there's been so much talk about that damn jade piece,' So, I said, you know all about the electronic setup awaiting the real jade piece upstairs? Hey, that's entirely my invention, she said. But I told her, it's so seriously unethical for you to move forward without transparent government oversight. Ah, you talk Greek philosophy, she said. Bernardo is more in the Zen mode, spontaneous action. I say enough theory. I want proof. El Maestro or Mahalena, their presence might help to maximize the results, but they're not essential to my experimental model. If we demonstrate that the power of intent does manifest beyond the space-time continuum, this will be a massive discovery. I shook my head. I still don't quite believe you're on Bernardo's side. She didn't say anything. I could tell she was biting back some emotion, maybe tears. (sighs) Hey, Jack, she finally said. Yes, I'm confused. Especially after what happened today with your hologram. Something real was standing there. Otherwise, it's scientifically impossible for its movements to have differed from yours. Well, when things get this out of hand, I told her, you've no choice. You've got to pull the plug. No, she reacted. Bernardo will not allow any pulling of the plug. What I fear most is that, because of Alejandro, Bernardo is reaching too far beyond his own limits. So I told her, How can we get this scene under control? She was silent a moment. All right then, she said. Here's my game plan. All I need is for you to return here with El Maestro and the genuine Jade, and also, if possible, with Mahalena. The three of you plus myself Can then gently manage Bernardo as we perform the required ceremony with the jade. Please, can I count on you? She seemed entirely sincere. Well, I said, if I really need to come back over here, I will. Ah, this is such a great relief. She glanced at her watch, then collapsed back down right beside me on the bed. ''I trust in you,'' she said, rolling toward me. ''And now, please, just for a moment, hold me and soothe me in your arms.'' ''No,'' I said, ''I...'' Her lips came over mine, and the soft weight of her body moved over me in overtly sexual provocation. But my own desire was now moving fast in just the opposite direction, Some core impulse made me give her a push as I moved out from under her. Sorry, I said. I just can't. Well, damn, she reacted. All right, then. So I must again close the holy cave and go back to work. But you must return tomorrow, and if it falls within your power, bring Mahalena. Just a few breaths later, I was outside her room. Shutting her door behind me, I sat down to put on my boots, lacing them up only halfway before heading fast down the flight of stairs. But then, just as I turned the corner into the living room, wham! Some short, stout, smelly guy grabbed my shoulder, swung me around, and hit me in the gut pushing me back against the wall with a pistol. The attacker was breathing hot and nasty in my face. And, hey, I knew that face from the border. The same guy who'd slugged me in the jaw, same ugly eyes, came out, The fuck, I muttered. Let me go. Surprisingly, he did. He stepped back a couple of feet and slipped his pistol back into its holster. He was wearing the same uniform he'd been wearing at the border. It's only you, he said cursorily. They told me you would be up fucking the Swede all afternoon. Your hippy dick too short, she kick you out of bed? You're working for Bernardo too, I said. I work only for my own self, he countered. Bernardo, he is currently being blessed with my professional assistance. And I've been informed that you are now an ally to be protected. I thought you were a thief in the house. I still remember what you did to me at the border, I told him hotly. You're one fucking ugly guy. Camado grinned right back at me. I do my job. So what now, I challenged him. You going to shoot me if I say fuck off and walk out of here? What's your job in this house? I am here, he told me, because of a serious native problem on the lake. There is also the bounty Bernardo has placed upon your revolutionary girlfriend's head. Perhaps you and me, we can work together. Split the reward, see? Up yours, I growled, then turned and walked toward the front door. When I got to the door and turned around, he was standing there watching me. You be very careful, he said. As I walked out the door, four uniformed men with M-16s or Uzi's, I wasn't sure which, jumped to their feet, well-trained, ready to shoot. But from the doorway, Kimado's voice barked at them, and they sat back down.